The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, International Holocaust Memorial Day, certainly no lack of action on this day today. Welcoming us, a welcome now to Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, a very good afternoon to you. Always great to be chatting to you. Good afternoon to you too. What a busy news day. I don't even know where to start unpacking it. So I'm going to leave it to you. Okay, so I'll help you out. I will help you out. Yes, certainly on that uh, one side. So much is going down in the Holy Land today. Let's start with Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Basilel Smotrich seeking to allay international fears about the judiciary. Backlash is growing. Opposition responds. Where does that situation stand now? Well, let's go to the joint press conference last night. And and again, I want to reiterate, because I've just had uh, today some very spirited conversations with people. This is not about election results and accepting the election results. This is... uh, this supersedes elections. This is a legal issue. This is one that is not a left issue or a right issue. This is a concern across the board here in Israel. And, and that must be recognized and accepted, that this is not about election results. So last night, because there are growing international fears, we heard from the EU Parliament when President Herzog addressed them today, they're very concerned about what could happen in Israel should these proposed changes to the Supreme Court go through. Yeah. Netanyahu and Betzalel Smotrich held a joint press conference where they really tried to downplay the fears that the international community, I mean, we won't even get started on, on the, the internal community here, feels about these proposed changes. Now, um, they use the language that this is the opposition trying to stir up hysteria. But I think looking at the trajectory over the last, I'd say, two or so weeks, hearing from all sectors of, of Israeli society, and today we've had two um, major Israeli, not foreign companies, Israeli high-tech companies divest their money from Israel. These are over-billion-dollar companies divest from Israel because of concerns about where Israel is heading. This is very, very, very serious. And and blaming the opposition is... um, extremely politically unsophisticated and not taking into account the growing voices of dissent in Israeli society. And again, I'm going to stress, it's every sector of Israeli society. It's religious, it's secular, it's Arab, it's Jewish, it's Christian. It's from the left to the center to the center right. It is the communist, it is the capitalist, it is a huge swath of of Israel saying this is worrying us. The opposition, the head of the opposition, Yair Lapid, saying that, you know, blaming it on the opposition and calling this kind of press conference is hysteria. Uh, we, we really are seeing the, um, the voices of dissent against these proposed overhauls growing louder and louder and louder. Well, let's just hope they, they listen to reason. You know, uh, Rolene, one can see a political pattern uh, globally where, you know, the politics play out. 
You know, they start, as you say, they start blaming this one. They start blaming that one. They will never see the reality, as you've just pointed out, that it, you know, it's all sectors of society who are concerned now. It's a broader concern. Uh, let's just hope that, you know, uh, reason and, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, focus uh, reigns and then they, they can see through this and just sort things out uh, once and for all. We've got a number of things still to unpack. Uh, this, this IDF incursion into Janine, our, our news correspondent reported that uh, well, there's now global reaction going on. Uh, I think the death toll has increased there. What, where do we stand with the situation right now? Well, of course, there's a, a global reaction. You know, imagine something involving Israel didn't have a global reaction. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I hope the global reaction involves the words, don't forget that this incursion into Jenin, which is a terror hotspot, it is a hotbed of incitement and terror activity, involved the words, thwarted a major terror attack against Israeli civilians. Just putting it out there, people. Uh, the death toll as it currently stands is at nine Palestinians. The majority Palestinian Islamic Jihad uh, terrorists killed in this one elderly Palestinian lady has unfortunately and tragically been killed. I mean, we have seen a very, very heavy exchange of fire. So uh, let's unpack what happened based on high intel coming in from the Shabet, which is the internal security services here in Israel. It was um, uh, seen that Palestinian Islamic Jihad were planning a major terror attack in Israel or against Israeli civilians. And in response to this, the IDF carried out a counter-terror incursion into Jenin. Jenin is probably uh, the biggest tinderbox of um, of terror activity. Oh. Palestinians mm-hmm. also shot down a military drone. So where we stand at the moment, we do have Prime Minister Netanyahu meeting with his security cabinet. The IDF have uh, uh, given the green light for bolstered troops around the area. And uh, we are also... Um, uh, bracing for possible rocket attacks that will come from the Gaza Strip. Hertzi Halevi, he's our new RDF chief of staff, he has instructed the army to increase preparedness and continue counter-terrorism activities as needed. No, now, we don't have too much information um that comes in, this kind of information is heavily embargoed. It will only uh, make public what the IDF confirms and makes public. But this is where we are at the moment. Wow. The UN uh, special envoy to the Middle East, Tor Venezuela, said he's deeply alarmed and saddened at the death of nine Palestinians. Maybe he could also be offended and, and deeply saddened at the plotting to commit terror attacks against Israelis just Saying, right. and Mahmoud Abbas has uh, announced three days of mourning. Okay, Roline, let's see how that uh, turns out. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more development on this situation. Let's not forget now today, International Holocaust Memorial Day. From your perspective, what's happening? Well, it's uh, tomorrow is International Holocaust Memorial Day, but we will start to uh, commemorate it to today and the days leading up to it. So this is a day that has been designated by the United Nations, uh, and it coincides with the anniversary of the liberation 
of the Auschwitz death camp by uh, Soviet Red Army troops. Now, it's a, it's a day that is separate to Israel's own Memorial Day, Yom HaShoah, where uh, we remember specifically the over 6 million Jews uh, brutally murdered, marked for death, targeted uh, for extermination by the Nazis and their allies. Uh, I know many of you uh, watched the outstanding webinar on uh, uh, Jacques, which took a look at Lithuania's role in uh, collaborating with the Nazis, something that Lithuania continues to deny. But this is a day that governments around the world will commemorate, and uh, I've already started to see uh, a variety of governments, Sweden, the United Kingdom, Germany, the EU Parliament, where President Herzog was today, uh, starting with their, their ceremonies. And it's also a day that we will remember the other victims of Nazi atrocities, the Sinti and Roma, members of the LGBTQ plus community, members of the special needs and disabled community who were uh, appallingly euthanized, the term coined by, by the Nazis. Uh, you know, uh, I, I urge people to look into how complicit doctors and nurses, the medical fraternity were during the the, uh, the Nazi rule, political dissidents and anybody that the Nazis saw as any kind of uh, opposition or, in their terms, subhuman. So uh, what, what do you see taking place in terms of commemoration? Very quickly, what is happening and what do you see on the ground, uh, Roline, at the moment uh, in commemoration well, of this event? In, in Israel, we will hold a lot of what we call Zikaron Salon, right. opportunities to listen to Holocaust survivors speak. Mm-hmm. Yad Vashem have the uh, uh, remembrance wall. If you are on your uh, uh, computers, go onto the Yad Vashem site and, and twin yourself with a victim of the Holocaust. Right. We, of course, have our president speaking in the EU parliament today, urging European countries to uh, to look at the warning signs of, of anti-Semitism, to fight it like you would a pandemic, like they did this pandemic, and, and, and ensuring that Jews in their um, in their countries can live safe and without fear. And, and he said anti-Semitism must be fought with everything you have. And, and he spoke about his own family history. But uh, here in Israel, our day is Yom HaShoah coming up uh, round about April, where we will focus specifically on the six million uh, uh Jewish victims of the Holocaust. Today is for all the victims. Yom HaShoah is specifically for the Jewish victims. Well, Roland, thanks for that update, uh, for that bit of information. Always a pleasure chatting to you. Unfortunately, we do have, we have rounds of time now. Um, of course, today is Thursday, so we'll only chat again next week. So, Roland, uh, enjoy the rest of your day and tomorrow and your weekend. And we look forward to chatting to you more next week about what's happening in the Holy Land. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us an update on what exactly is happening in the Holy Land uh, right now. Well,